You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey everyone, it is uh, Saturday night. Time for a special American Winer down here at the Detroit Shipping Company for Noel Night. Uh, Dave just got me up and running, so I am uh, good to go. Thank you, Dave. Of course. Um, so, special show tonight. I do not have a guest. It is the very first time I will be alone in the studio trying to fill an hour by myself. Uh, I've been doing this a year and a half. I figured uh, I can do this now. And what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to fucking whine about shit. Uh, I named the show American Whiner. I thought it was funny. I explained why uh, in the first episode and uh, a couple of subsequent episodes when people asked me as to why I named the show American Whiner. Uh, but uh, I stopped asking people, what do you want to whine about? About, I mean, when was that? Like probably last summer sometime because I wasn't getting any good answers. With, with all due respect to my guests, the interviews are fucking awesome that I was getting. But then the conversation would kind of die as soon as I would ask the, what do you want to whine about? And I just came to realize that adults don't want to fucking whine about shit on the air especially when they're talking about their career so there's just not uh it's just not a good mix so i i stopped asking what do you want to whine about and i just went with the interview and kept the name of the show because i like the name but tonight uh, i'm going to uh, hopefully prove my whining uh prowess or whatever um by uh whining about shit i've got a list of topics here i assume this will fill the hour we'll we'll find out won't we um and uh I may only say a couple of things about them. I may go on a rant that lasts maybe the rest of the show. Who knows? I don't know. Whatever, whatever is easiest for me. Um, but let's see here. So I got, I made a note page here in my podcast note page organization. By the way, while I'm at it, I never say this, but I have a Facebook page. You can go and like us. We have 85 likes right now, and I always forget to ask my guests to like, and I ask, I forget to say it at the end and at the beginning, and I never promote it. And that's the only place that you can find us other than the Podcast Detroit website. I like to keep it really simple. I just have a Facebook page. It's got 85 likes right now. I would like to get to 100 at some point. If it stays at 100, that's fine. 100 is a nice even number. Um, but uh, it would be cool to get 15 more likes at some point. Um, and uh, I've got some some popular guests coming up some like like famous guests and so i'm i'm uh hoping that uh i can i can make that happen and those guests are while i'm at it uh randy gray from the band ashes of soma i mentioned that on wednesday he's going to be in next wednesday december 5th uh i've been listening to them since fuck since i mean 2005 was when uh their first uh singles came out um so that's going to be incredible to talk to to him chris sly who you may remember from season uh Oh, what season was that? Season seven of American Idol. That was when it was at like peak fucking American Idol. That was like when it was the show, the biggest show in television history. He was uh, the big uh, curly headed guy with glasses. And then he got kicked off because he said hi to, to the uh, to the guy from Vote for the Worst. So I can uh, I cannot wait to talk to him. He'll be in on uh, December 12th. And since being on the show, he's embarked on a successful Christian uh, music career. So it'll be interesting to talk to him about where he's been and, uh, and his time on Idol and, and uh, what he did before Idol because he was in a band called Half Past Forever that I was familiar with uh, before he was on Idol. So, uh, and then uh, I'm, I was just at the Purple Rose uh theater in Chelsea. I took an acting class there this year and I had so many interesting classmates. I want them all to be on to talk about theater and um 
and acting and, and all that and their profession and stuff. Cause a lot of them were professional actors. It's just what they do. And it's such an, uh, an amazing profession. And so I would love to have as many of them on as possible. And I Facebook friended as many of them as I could. I think I got everyone, but, um, we'll see. So anyway, uh, on to the whining. I don't think I have anything else to promote. Just the Facebook page. Please go like us on Facebook. Um, and, uh, and that's because that's the only place you can find. We don't have a Twitter. We don't have an Instagram. We don't need one. We have a Facebook page and then we're on the podcast Detroit website, which puts us on SoundCloud and all the rest of the crap that you guys are already familiar with. So anyway, um, let's see here. So this is technically the first ever American whiner show because I've never just sat down and bitched about stuff before. And I've talked about the philosophy of writing. Actually, I said I didn't get any good answers. I got a lot of good answers. It just wasn't as uh, it didn't spark the conversation as much as I wanted to on a consistent enough basis. A lot of people were just like, dude, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't have anything to whine about. And I'm like, well, I completely understand that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so now I have 10 minutes to fill, but it's, it's totally fine. There's, there's, I'm not, uh, I don't want anybody who's, who's on before to, to think I'm, I'm bitching about that. Cause I have plenty to bitch about uh, tonight, but that's not one of the things. Um, and now I'm fucking rambling and I lost my place in the notepad. So let's see here. Uh, first ever American whiner show where I actually whine. So I, I explained why I stopped asking the question. Now I'm reading the list. Uh, bringing back the whining for I'm bringing back the whining for one night only. This is this is to put it to rest. I want to uh, do all the whining. I've made this list up. I had this list at the beginning of the show way back in ni- uh, 1917. It was a long time. World War One uh, was still going on, but uh, no, 2017. And. Uh, I had this list and I had all these just, I would just collect little things like throughout my day that annoyed me. And I said, someday I'm going to, uh, I'll, I'll get those on air. And, I, and then, uh, tonight I figured, you know, tonight's a special show because it's a Saturday night. There's this event going on down at the Detroit shipping company. I'd never been to this location before. It's very cool. Um, and it was funny because I, I play, uh, Bruce Springsteen's born in the USA. I'll say this real quick. When I, as my intro music, I've, I've been doing that for a couple months now. And uh, as soon as I walked into the building, I'd never been here before. I, I had to park. It's dark. It's rainy. I was worried I was going to be late. I got in, and they started playing Born in the USA over the, the, uh, the, the PA, literally this, as I set foot in the building. And it was right at about 7 o'clock. And for a second there, I thought, oh, God, is that the podcast studio that they broadcast over the PA? And did they start, like, just automatically? They're like, fuck it, play the song. And if he shows up, he shows up. Um, I quickly became it quickly became apparent that that's not what was going on, but uh, for a little second there, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Because I, I didn't know where the studio was, and I was looking around. It's not in the main building. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of up the stairs and, and to in a in a place that I, I didn't think to look immediately. Um, but uh, so I was like, "Oh fuck!" But anyway, I made it up here. Dave got me situated, and we're good to go. So let's get to the fucking whining. Um, again, I might only say one thing about the, cause I haven't looked at these topics and I mean, some of them in over a year, so I may have completely forgot why they bother me, but, um, I will do my best. So I might say only one thing about a couple of them and I might go on a rant for the rest of them. We'll see what we got here. This is a quite a list. The first thing I have written down here is Facebook page creation. Now, one of the, another reason I stopped asking the wine question is because I would get the same topics too much. I had the three T's. It was Trump, Twitter, and traffic. Those were the, the, most common topics that people would bring up. And there's only so much you can say about them. I'm sick of talking about Trump. Uh, I, I, th- I think social media in general, I mean, what more can be said about it? There's good things. That's why I got popular in the first place. And then there's bad things. Uh, and then traffic, traffic will never change. Right. So, uh, you know, it's like the weather it's, it's at a certain point, it's like, what's the point of, of talking about this? Uh, but, um, Facebook page creation, 
Oh, and I see my second topic has to do with parking. So there's, there's the traffic again. So I did it to myself, but <coughs> excuse me. Um, Facebook page creation. I, uh, I'm not sure why I put this down. Uh, it's, I guess it's annoying because I don't know, maybe just the promotion of it, like just putting something out there and then not having anybody care, I guess might be kind of annoying, but that really hasn't happened. I have a, I feel like I have a decent following with this. I, uh, I don't have anything to complain about that. I get listens on SoundCloud. Um, so I hoodwinked myself with that first uh, first topic anyway. Uh, parking between trucks. This I can remember as to why I, I listed this. Uh, I drive a uh, sedan, and um, when I, it seems like no matter what I do, uh, whenever I park between somebody, I always have to back out. Now, I have the uh, a 2014, so I am uh, uh, lucky enough that I have the little camera on the back. So I, when I'm backing out, that helps. But if you got two massive, like a van or a truck or something on either side of you and you're backing out and then somebody just all of a sudden surprises you, I'm surprised I haven't gotten, you know, slammed into or, or you know, there haven't been any accidents. And it's just kind of a nerve wracking thing. Uh, not something that uh, is going to, you know, keep me up at night, but enough for me to put it down on this list and then bitch about it here. So that's annoying. Another thing that's annoying and it happened to me when I was parking here, I got in um, again, I'd never been here and I get over to the valet and I'm like, Hey, I, uh, I, I do, I'm doing a podcast tonight. Do I still have to pay? And they're like, you can go to the employee lot if you want. It's, and I'm like, okay, where's it at? And he's like, you pull up there, go to the left. And if, if there's a spot left, you can take it. I go through the whole thing. Um, and then I see a spot and it was just that, it was like that new meme that's out where you, you see the two trucks and then you, it looks like the spot's empty. You get up to the spot and there's a mini in it. And so, uh, that, that is also annoying. Fortunately, I just, I, I found another spot, uh, kind of behind the rope. I certainly hope there were other cars parked there. So, um, hopefully my car will be there when I'm done. If not, I'll just Uber home and that'll be fine. And then I'll have another topic to whine about when your car gets towed because you, you don't park it right. But, uh, we'll see if that happens. So, uh, parking between trucks. Yeah. Uh, very annoying. Okay, this next one, it's the, it's I, what I have written down is guy car alarm. Um, and the story behind this is uh, in my apartment complex, there used to be this guy whose car alarm would go off at random intervals throughout the day and night. It would just be totally random. You're just sitting there reading or on the internet, jacking off, whatever. And then all of a sudden from the parking lot, eh, 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 and he would shut it off. It would usually only last for like four or five honks. And then it would be silent until it happened again. Um, I don't know why that happened. I, I don't know if he was sitting on his keys. I don't know if it was, I mean, what else could it be, right? He was hitting the panic button somehow. Maybe he was testing it. Maybe it wasn't a he, maybe it was a she. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I don't even know who, who owned it. I tried to see every, because it got, it, it was happening so much. I would run to my window and try to see if somebody was walking out there. I did catch it. It was a white SUV. I caught what kind of car it was. And so once I saw whose car, you know, what car it was in the parking lot, I would try and get out there and see who was getting into it. Or I never saw. I never saw who the person was. And it hasn't happened probably since the beginning of the summer. And to be honest, folks, I actually kind of miss it. It was sort of a uh, – it, it made that apartment complex home. It was annoying, but it wasn't that annoying. It kind of was like, oh, there's the car alarm guy again. Um, so that's – uh that's that. Imagine Dragons, the band Imagine Dragons. Now, like I'm an amateur musician myself, and I know how hard it, it is to to make music and to be in a band and to put in all the effort into being in a band and and uh and all that jazz. But um 
uh, it's something about their music is just really bland to me. It's it's and I hate to use this fucking term because I hate when people use this term, but it's really white. It's just it's really vanilla. And I something about it just it's it's like a, a it's like dryer lint or something. It just doesn't do it for me. They had a song at the beginning or at the beginning. Actually, it was at the beginning and the end of uh, the new Wreck-It Ralph movie. And I didn't know it was them, but uh, it just sounded like the lyrics were just really bland. And the, the, the it's like this white bread electro rock alternative stuff. And it just doesn't gel with me. I remember when It's Time came out back in what would that have been like 2012, probably. Um, that was their first big hit. I thought like, oh yeah, this is kind of an interesting, I liked the melody to it then. And I, and I thought that was kind of cool. And then radioactive was their massive hit. That'll be, you know, sung in karaoke bars for the next 10, 20 years. Um, and that is actually a pretty good song. Um, you can listen to that and go, this is a good composition. Um, but everything after that has just been this really bland. It's like the equivalent of, I mean, eighties, it's like the eighties meets now or something. I don't know. That was a terrible way to put it, but um imagine dragons no thanks i i'm uh i'm reminded of something i mean i know josh hame from queens of the stone age hates them uh that he was at a concert of the uh play it might have been the grammys or something and he kept introducing he was like this next song is by imagine dragons and uh and i totally share his uh his disdain there i have a funny story actually the lead singer is named dan reynolds they're from las vegas dan reynolds is married to a woman i want to say her name is asia or it's A-S-A, or it might be Ava, A-V-A, I can't remember. But she used to be in a band called Nico Vega. And I saw them open for the Von Bondies at the Blind Pig way back in, this must have been 2009, 2008, somewhere in there. And they were a three-piece. Asia was a singer, and then there was a guitar player who also had, who played a really fat low end, and then a drummer. And uh, I was up front. And they're playing this really loud garagey. It's kind of like yeah, yeah, yeahs meets um, meets who? Oh, meets really angry white stripes. Just because I can't think of a better uh, a better band to compare them to. But it was like yeah, yeah, yeahs. It was the same setup as the yeah, yeah, yeahs. But it was like really heavy industrial. We'll say nine inch nails. Yeah, yeah, yeahs meets nine inch nails. That'll work. Um, or maybe Queens of the Stone Age too, but very Asia was very energetic. She's this little uh, uh, woman with uh, black hair, and, and um, she's jumping around. At one point, she was fucking with everyone in the uh, front row. Everyone, there are all these dudes. One on one song, I remember the lyric was something like "You could have had all my love" or something like that, and she was fucking singing directly into this fucking dude's face, like right in, like her nose was pressing up against his nose. She's staring into his eyes. And he's just staring right back, probably drunk. And uh, and then at another point, she jumped in, into this guy's uh, onto this guy's shoulders. And uh, I did not. I did, when I go to a concert, I want to watch the show and listen to the music. I don't want to try to stand up or having staring contests with the lead singer of the band. So um, I got the fuck out of there and went to the back and uh, enjoyed the rest of the show. And the Von Bondies were good and 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 all that jazz. So, uh, but here I am telling the story, you know, almost 10 years later. So she definitely made an impression on me, which is the whole point, right? Because uh, I remembered that. I don't really remember the songs that they played, but I remember her on stage antics. So about Imagine Dragons, I can say the good things about them. It's Time Was Okay. Radioactive is, as far as pop singles go, a pretty good pop single. And uh, his wife is a very uh, memorable performer. So Imagine Dragons. Studio audiences. And this is, uh, you know, like Big Bang Theory, 
the old sitcoms, Full House, Family Matters. Um, really, what all, I I don't like these because it's it's like the TV telling me what to laugh at. Um, it's you know ma- manipulation and 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 all that good stuff. Uh, I feel like this should have I should have had way more to say about this. But studio audiences, yeah, annoying. Like I get the if the joke's funny, I'm gonna laugh at it. If it's not funny, I'm not gonna fucking laugh. So don't try to. Don't try to uh, suggest that I should laugh at something by having a pre-record. By the way, I did, maybe this was this might have been in like Fight Club or something, so maybe this isn't true. But um, uh, I uh, I read somewhere that a lot of those people in the laugh tracks they were recorded in like the 1950s, so a lot of those people are fucking dead now. Isn't that morbid? But that might not be true because I I feel like I saw that in a movie or something. I don't have a reliable source for it, so that could could be uh, could be untrue. But um. Yeah, I don't want a bunch of dead people telling me what to laugh at. I can watch all my favorite shows. Uh, uh, even if it's a come to think of it, even if it's a live studio audience, like Chappelle's show is a fucking awesome show, and they had a live studio audience, and even that wasn't that bad. So maybe it's just recorded studio audiences on uh, on sitcoms that are particularly annoying. So I'm thinking like Two and a Half Men, and the thing is, I don't even watch those shows. So they're really, you know, if something really bothers me like that, I just don't fucking interact with it. Um, that's how I deal with that, which is uh, the healthy adult way to deal with it, I, I would assume. Uh, people who think they're personally vested in a celebrity's success. Yeah, like people who defend celebrities. It's like if you defend Ariana Grande, like Ariana Grande doesn't give a fuck about you. Like why are you defending her? She's not going to give you any of her money. You, you get nothing out of her career advancement. Absolutely nothing. Maybe you enjoy her work. Great. But like you're not getting anything. out. I really love um, somebody that I can – you know, Dave Chappelle. You know, I like Dave Chappelle's work. I like uh, Queens of the Stone Age I brought up earlier. I'm not going to fucking die on a hill for either of them. And I wouldn't, you know, because they don't even know I exist. So why would I do it? Uh, I can enjoy their work without fucking getting, getting in other people's business when they, you know, if somebody wants to criticize them, go for it. Nobody's above being criticized. Uh, let's see here. Country stars acting in movies. Hmm. I think what inspired this one was... If anybody remembers the movie The Shack, which is starring Sam Worthington, who is best known as the guy from Avatar, um, it stars him as this father whose daughter is murdered, and then he goes to this special like magical realm where he meets God, who's played by Octavia Spencer, Jesus, who's played by a Middle Eastern actor whose name escapes me, and um, the Holy Spirit, who's uh, embodied by this uh, uh, this Asian woman or who's represented by this Asian woman, and they teach him about you know forgiveness and life and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, decent enough movie, but Tim McGraw is in it and he just plays, I'm like, why is every country star when they're in a movie, they either play like the, the wise working class father or the wise working class friend. And that's it. Maybe there's some, some, uh, exceptions to this. Cause I really do love movies and I'm scanning right now in my brain to see if there's any more, uh, um, any more sort of, uh, roles that would defeat that rule that i just laid out there but i'm I'm not coming up with one maybe it's just tim mcgraw and acting in movies that i don't like and tim mcgraw is a pretty good musician i like the song tell you tell your eye excuse me but uh but yeah he it's like they never seem to play anybody other than the fucking wise working class father who maybe has like his only his vice is that maybe he has a few two beers or whatever but it's like a tragic thing they're never depicted as like actual flawed like they don't allow themselves to be shown as as uh, unattractive people, and I just thought of somebody who who breaks that rule, and that is fucking Dwight Yoakam, who was in uh, Sling Blade as the abusive boyfriend, and he was also in Panic Room as one of the the villains. So there are exceptions to that. Um, so I, I will give him that. But uh, seems like a lot of the time it's just they show up in these like it's, a lot of them are like Christian movies too, like The Shack, 
and uh, you know, like what are, I don't know any other Christian movies that are specifically Christian, but um, it just seems like those types of movies are where these guys pop up in the most and they never they never they just play themselves like what they their their musician persona is is presented as that's the role that they play which i guess you know if they're getting paid for it then <clears throat> why would you want to you know if you don't have any range or what maybe they're just not very good actors there's that possibility too uh so yeah that's something that i found kind of irritating rick and morty and i think i've talked about this before now this one i'm hoping i can go off on for a while because Maybe this is just me getting old. I fucking hate Rick and Morty. I wanted to like it, folks. Every time I talk to people about this, they, uh, they're like, they have a couple of reactions. One, you haven't seen enough of it yet. Yes, I have. I've watched, if, if I watch four or five episodes of a show and, uh, it's not, uh, I'm not into it, that's all it's going to take, man. I, it, it did, I did it with Stranger Things. I watched about four or five episodes of Stranger Things and I was like, I don't get it. I'm sorry. You can like it. Again, I'm not going to tell you what to like. But for me, uh, Rick and Morty, did, excuse me, didn't do it. Just doesn't do it. Lazy fucking writing. It's like, and I've always said this, it's like if you gave the, you know, when you're at a party and there's like the annoying guy who's talking too much and he's he's trying to be, he's just being really loud and he thinks he's funny and people are just allowing it because everyone's drunk and nobody really minds, but he's making all these fucking lame jokes and it's really like, you know, juvenile and uh, not smart humor. Uh, um, that's it's like if you gave that guy a show. That just seems like Justin Roiland is the type of guy who just gets in front of a mic and yeah, Morty, we gotta go fucking go off this dog's ass, Morty. And, oh, I don't know, Rick. No, 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 no. This, this, I'm not sure, so sure about this. It sounds kind of dark. Uh, and then I think what really irritates me is that kids love it because so like whenever I'm for you know like I had a film class last year and we were doing this film scene I had for a project and um these guys are like 20 and I'm going in there and uh, they all of a sudden start talking about Rick and Morty and like doing impressions. And they're like, and all the, it, it just, I, I, again, maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe that's the problem. I feel like I do say this all the time. Uh, if, uh, if it had come out 10 years ago, I feel like I would have loved it, but it didn't. So, um, and somebody just came in and grabbed something and left. The, there was a dude outside and he was staring at me. I thought he was just watching. Oh, well, um, so Rick and Morty, yeah, I, uh, no thank you. Maybe, and I'll admit, like, part of it is jealousy. Justin Roiland's another dude with b- brown hair and red, and red, a red beard and glasses, and he gets his own fucking cartoon show, and he's, you know, he got millions of people that love him. So there is a little bit of jealousy there, but it's just, if this, I, I wanted to like it. That's the other thing I mentioned that at the beginning. I, it was, it's the new thing, right? Like, it's going to be around for a while, and it's, and enough people like it. It's like kind of the new South Park. I feel like, if it's something that could have been on Adult Swim, is it on Adult Swim now? That shows how out of touch I am. I don't even, I don't even know where it airs. <coughs> um, but it's just the the writing is so goddamn lazy. I guess they have some cool ideas as far as like plots, but the jokes are just. And then the whole diversity thing too. I hate the whole like like oh don't worry we're gonna have enough women on the writing staff. It's like if you don't, it's it's it shouldn't you shouldn't have to fucking apologize for it. That's just what happened. You know? Okay, yeah, we'll try to hire more women. It's it's not like the you're not you're not fucking saying they can't vote or anything, you know. It's just how it happened. So that was another thing uh, that that kind of irritated me. Um, Star Wars, Star Wars. It just says Star Wars. The new Star Wars movies are fucking terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. The new Star Wars movies 
are to Trump what the prequels were to George W. Bush. Now that the new ones are out, people are like, you know, the prequels really weren't that bad compared to these new Star Wars movies. Um, and then it's kind of the same thing that I just brought up with uh, Rick and Morty, where it's the PC police and all that crap. I am not a Republican. I'm not conservative. I think that there's I'm a maximum wage guy. You know, I think that billionaires should be taxed at at 90 percent again. Uh, but this whole fucking diversity and this idiocy with uh, just this and I'll say it like anti-white male kind of crap is uh, I just I just don't like it. And then the uh, the idea that. You know, anytime they have a complaint and there are some, you know, the gamers and all these, those guys are shitheads, you know, the incels and all that. And they do make, make, uh, I was going to say, make me look bad. They, I'm kind of tying myself in a knot here, but, uh, the thing is, well, first of all, it's just a movie. So nobody should be freaking out about, about a movie. I was not a huge star Wars fan growing up. I, I saw the movies. I liked them, but I wasn't, it wasn't a religion to me. I think that that's another major problem is pop culture as a, as a religion. And that gets into what I was talking about before. People personally invested. George Lucas does not give a fuck about you. Adam Driver, Mark Hamill, none of them. The Asian chick from the last movie that everybody hated. I hated the character. I didn't hate the actress. It's never the actress's fault. They show up. They do what they're paid to do. They do what the director tells them, and then they go home. That's all, that's all they know. A lot of the times, they don't even know what they're exactly what they're doing, how it's going to turn out. So you can't blame her. Rose Tico is her name. Yeah. And she had to, she got, uh, she left Instagram because she was getting trolled so hard. Not her fault that that role was so infuriating. She didn't create it. She got hired for it and she did what she could with the role. She seems like a perfectly nice young lady. And, uh, what was irritating about it though was the fact that if you're going to put an Asian character in something, like don't do it and then shove them in your face and say, look, an Asian, don't you love this just because they're Asian? That's a stupid way of doing it. It's it, it makes it's like it's like a product that fucking follows you all over the internet. It just makes you hate it. Don't shove it in my face. You can't shove it in people's face and expect them to like it. It just isn't going to work. Um, I understand that you have to put pressure in things, and you know diversity is in general good opportunity. Or what is it? Uh, uh, oh shit, I'm drawing a blank on it. There's opportunity and outcome. Equality of outcome. That's the term. Uh, equality of outcome is not good. If you di- dictate the terms before you've even begun, you're probably gonna you're gonna have a shitty product when you get to the end, and people are gonna see through it. They're gonna see that what you're doing. And it really wasn't. I mean, the politics aside from Star Wars, it was just a bad movie. It was badly written. It was a badly written movie. And I'm talking specifically about the Last Jedi and the Force Awakens. And I should say that because Star Wars, obviously, the first movie is a good movie, and uh, the Empire Strikes Back is still considered the best of them. Return of the Jedi is good. Phantom Menace is eh. Attack of the Clones is pretty bad. Revenge of the Sith kind of brought it all back together, didn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, so the, the 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 politics of Star Wars is irritating on both sides. And I know that sounds it, it, this isn't white supremacy we're talking about here. You know, it's, yeah, some of the dickheads that are on on about this are like, well, it should be you know, it's it's white genocide because they got rid of Mark Hamill, or you know, they have a black because John Boyega, who seems like a pretty cool guy is now part of the franchise. I actually didn't mind him in the first one. He was, he, he did pretty good. Um, but it's just the, it's just them putting people in there because it's a woman or because it's a black guy and then expecting the audience to love them solely because of their race or gender, instead of letting the character develop on their own, you know? And, uh, that that's my one gripe with that. Besides the fact that they're just badly written movies, and and also Ryan Johnson seems like an, an egomaniac 
who can't take criticism. So uh, let me see what else here. I, I whined about that for so long. My <coughs> my computer fell asleep. Real people in car commercials. You know those commercials where they have it says real people and they show them and they're like in a room and 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 uh, this you know this big showroom and then the walls open up and then there's the cars behind it and there's always some de- like bland looking white guys at a podium telling them you know asking them questions about reliability and vehicles and things and you know hey what do you look for citizen and all that stuff that those commercials to me exemplify fucking everything that's wrong with our our modern state of capitalism right now this super hyper capitalism that turns everyone into a fucking product and turns everybody into this cipher whose whose only purpose is to extract as much value out of whatever's around them uh it is uh it's a perfect exemplification of that to me because first of all it says real people what the fuck does real people mean does it mean ordinary people? Does it mean people with jobs that nobody would want unless they're getting paid but are nonetheless necessary to run civilization? Is that what you mean? Does it mean like bland, you know, meek personality types who don't question things and do what they're told? Is that what that means? Is that what they mean by quote-unquote real people? Just once, I'd like to see somebody in these commercials, and of course this would never, this would never actually make the air, but it would be cool to see somebody parody it where like the real people get in there and they're just not impressed by what they see. Like they, the, the, the salesman or the, the spokesperson for the company or whatever opens the garage door and there's the new Chevy Malibu and they're like, oh, I don't fucking like the headlights or I don't like the color or something. Just, just that's part of being real is not liking things. It's not just sitting there and, and, and smiling and, 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 you know, cheering on cue and, and, sm- and uh, clapping on cue for the product that's just been shown to you. And I, I, you know what? I, do these people even get paid for this shit? They have to. They're on camera. They have to get paid something. I certainly hope they do because uh, if they're not, then that is a fucking ripoff. Oh, yeah. Well, you want to be in a Ford commercial? Yeah, check it out here. We're going to put you in this fucking garage and have this really pleasant, little too pleasant. Uh, oh, it's always a white guy, too, at the fucking uh, at the fucking podium. with the, with the And he's always got a clipboard. You notice that? It's like, this is a fucking commercial. This is, is this guy an actual manager at the studio? Or do they just like give them a clipboard and, and, and why, why nobody buys this? Nobody buys the illusion. And even if these are real people, there's nobody's themselves when a camera's on them. So they know they're being filmed. They have to tell them they're being filmed at some point, even if it's after the commercial, if, if it's after it's shot. So I just don't get it. It's it, it just the, the people are turned into these sort of slack jawed peasants. The guy with the clipboard, it just seems like this robot. And the people who come up with these commercials, the salespeople, uh, the marketers at the corporation, don't give a fuck about anything other than making their bosses happy. And their bosses don't give a fuck about anything or other than whether or not the stocks go up the next quarter, which the law requires, which is fucked up. And that's another thing that I that makes me not a Republican is I think that law, I mean, I see why it's in there. I get it. I understand the necessity of why it was put in. But it's fucking everything up now. I don't think that it should be the law to make shareholders first. I just don't think that that's right. Maybe after like a company gets to a certain size, you have to democratize it or or something like that. I won't go too far into that because I'm going to divide too many people. But uh, yeah, real people in car commercials, bullshit. Uh, let's see what else. I wrote a whole paragraph for this. Yeah, what is real? Boring, plain, have jobs no one would actually want. They know their place in society. They get moderately surprised and walls open up around them to reveal someone brought their own. That's another thing. A lot of the times it says these are their own cars. It's like, did they drive those cars into the fucking commercial looking like that? Looking like they're brand new? 
you know? It'd be pretty interesting. Maybe I'll get somebody on here who actually makes those commercials. I bet you I could find someone who does that. That would be interesting. And then he could prove me wrong. This is another reason why I don't do a lot of whining. You just sound like an asshole. Like I was just trying to sound smart with the politics about Star Wars and Rick and Morty. I don't think it worked. I don't think it worked, folks. I, uh, I, I still feel the way I do, but... Um, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not used. Nobody listens to me, you know. In, in real life, you know, I bitch to this about my family, and they all they're all just like, yeah, yeah, we get it, okay. And uh, and so I was like, I think I'll do a podcast of it and see how it goes. And then I had just ended up talking to people, and that ended up going better. So, but anyway, onward. Uh, what else do I have here? Yeah, I've never bought a car because one of those commercials. I drive a fucking Chevy, and Chevy's doing those types of commercials right now. That seems to be like their go-to format of commercials. The real people. It just flashes across the beginning of the, sc- the screen at the beginning of the commercial. It's like, these people are just like you, peasant. Buy our fucking product. It'd be funny if they did it for, like, other products, too. Real people, you know. Like, what's another product? Like, I mean, it'd be funny if all commercials were just, hey, try this micro. These are real singers. These are real singers, which would mean, like, not successful people because if they're too successful, then then they don't know their place, right? And then they might complain about there not being a, a cheese tray at the commercial. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I have to fill an hour here. We got how much? 20 minutes left? All right. Fucking A. We're all more than halfway done. Killing it. Uh, yeah, I will never buy one of those things. Because I don't think I've ever bought anything because of a commercial since I was a kid. That was probably the last time. Remember the Primal Rage action figures? I saw a commercial for that. That's the last time I can remember seeing a commercial on TV and then wanting to right then go and buy the product that was being advertised. It hasn't happened since. I was probably eight years old when that happened. So good job to Hasbro or whoever made that. Um, let's see here. Out of Touch Elite, and that's actually the end of the fucking list. So what else can I talk about here? Out of Touch Elite, taxation without representation. I said I wasn't going to get too political. I already bitched about um, political correctness and forced diversity and equality of outcome. Um. So I, I'm a really, fuck it, uh, like I'm kind of a weird, I don't identify with either party, I'm definitely an independent, um, but I, uh, I hate the oligarchy as much as I hate identity politics, and I think identity politics is a tool of that oligarchy to make sure there's no solidarity in the working classes, especially on the left. I feel like that's the primary tool of identity politics. I feel like they use the media to make sure that you know, black people don't trust white people, and white people don't trust black people, and nobody trusts immigrants, and, and gay people are suspicious of straight people, and everybody, you know, there, it's just this constant uh, wedge driving between ordinary folks, because even if they all agreed, like, hey, the wealthy should actually be forced to pay their taxes, like the rest of us, and not move it to Ireland, or not move it to Panama, or wherever the fuck they move it, uh, and uh, they should be forced to do that. And th- this is the other thing. I don't think that regional, when I say wealthy, I mean like global corporations. I think even there are some national businesses that should should not be taxed as heavily as they're taxed. Because if you look at the tax scale, it goes up and up and up and up and up. And then once you reach ex- extraordinary proportions of wealth, it hooks off and it goes right back down again, which is fucked up. So, again, I think it should be taxed individuals, corporations, which are groups of people, should not be taxed too heavily. Uh, probably more than they are now, but not not too heavy. And individuals, that's where the taxation should come in. It should be 
if you're a billionaire, sorry, but if we take, I mean, 90% is pretty fucking harsh, but they did it. They did it for 20 years, and things went pretty good for people, for the regular people. And then the, came the Powell Memorandum in the 60s and all that crap, and, and we all know what happened with that. And now we're at the other end of that cycle because Reagan started it, you know, and Reagan wasn't a bad president. He really wasn't. He, he was good at what he did. He was a good cue card reader. He was exactly what they needed, and he, he did it, man. And then came Clinton, and Clinton finished up the other sort of solidifying everything, and then we've been dealing with it ever since. And now Trump is the, the perfect representation. And I said I wasn't going to talk about him. This is the only time I'm going to bring him up. Uh, you know, he, um, he is a representation of decadence, and, and, and not just decadence, but stu- stupid decadence, like decadence that was not earned and decadence that doesn't have any sort of self-awareness about its, uh, I hate to use the word privilege, but that's what it is, right? Um, so again, I don't think that uh, like regional businesses and small businesses should mostly just be left the fuck alone. As long as you're not screwing your employees, you should be left alone to do what it is you do. But once a company again reaches a certain size, and that size, how what size you ask? Well, it should be the size that that is big enough to fuck up civilization. It should be enough to fuck up the economy. Too big to fail. Basically, there should be no too big to fail. That's a good place to start. How about that? There, I just solved the problem. Good for me. Um, man, there's got to be more that I could whine about. I was writing notes here, too. What does this say here? Religion? Capitalism is religion. The fuck did I mean by that? I don't know. Anyway, folks, it's good to be down here tonight. Um, thought I'd do this show. Dave posted it on the Facebook uh, page, and I said, yeah, why not? I figured I'd get a guest. Uh, and then when my guests all fell through, um, I, uh, for various reasons, there was some medical shit going on. There was some, uh, some military shit going on, uh, which is, um, both of those things are way more important, obviously, obviously than anything I'm doing here tonight. So, uh, so that is good. But now y'all know why I do the interviews. Um, there's, and now I've realized that maybe I'll change the name of the show. No, who am I kidding? No, I won't. It's it's going to stay American Whiner. But the whining is done. We're not doing any more whining. I guess I thought I was a fucking good whiner. I guess maybe I'm not that good at it. I just can't uh, I can't uh, gather my thoughts. And it also doesn't help that there's somebody screaming outside right now. What the fuck is that? Anyway, yeah. Fuck identity politics. Fuck the oligarchy. And God bless America. Which, by the way, I guess I'll talk about that. This is something I think about as I lie in bed trying to go to sleep. Um, you know, America was created because of the whole out-of-touch rich person telling people what to do and not and with, with zero accountability. That was that opened this can of worms. It was the peasants shouldn't have to fucking live like that anymore. And that was insane because what do you mean you, you we get to choose our king? That's insane. That's just as insane. It was just as insane to say that back then as it is for me now to say I think the economy should be democratized. And, like, instead of corporations being essentially empires with emperors at their helms and councils that, that counsel the emperors, they should be democracies. The workers should get a say. And not, not the bullshit say that they get now where they don't they – don't, uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of all the arguments I have with my conservative friends about this where they're like, what workers' rights – what have they taken away, right? Good point. But if you're comparing what is now, what the, we have now, to fucking dying in a coal mine, that's that's bullshit. That's not 
who nobody would want that. Nobody wants to fucking be a you know have a five year old go down in a coal mine. Nobody wants to get crammed in an elevator and 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 uh, and go down and mine coal and, and get black lung, you know. But we also don't want to fucking toil, work forty hours a week, slinging burgers or whatever it is, and not at least be able to afford a a studio apartment, you know, or some sort of basic sustenance of life. seems like baseline life should not be this difficult. If you're putting in your time, if you're working for somebody, if you're giving the best hours of your week to somebody, you should be getting compensated enough to support yourself without government benefits, without welfare. That just doesn't seem like it's asking a whole lot. That's a good baseline to have. And we could have it if these cocksuckers at the top, at the very, very, very top, not the not just business owners. Regular business owners are not the problem. Not even millionaires. Million A million dollars is not a lot of money nowadays. These super corporations are the main problem. Uh, and I I said I wasn't going to get political, but fuck it. This is the kind of stuff that I think about. So uh, I think that, um, you know, the wealthy need to pay their taxes. And if they do that, then I'm sure that... And, if the, and the other thing is the government's got to... We got to do something about co- campaign finance, man. That's the bribery. The legalized bribery has to end. And now that Citizens United is a thing, and then that was, what was it, Buckley v. Vallejo is sort of the genesis of that way back in the 70s. And uh, you can't, you just, who said that there was, the quote is, you can either have a handful of super wealthy people, and I'm paraphrasing here, you can have a handful of super wealthy people, or you can have a democracy, you can't have both. Somebody said that during the Gilded Age. And, um, you know what? Fuck it. I have the. Oh no, I don't have internet right now. Shit, because that's on the other laptop. But well, whatever. Um, so, I think that'll do it for tonight, folks. It's it's about. I've done this for about fifty minutes. That's usually how long I go, and uh, I'm out of shit to say. So, God bless America. That's why. And that's. I'm going to finish with this. America is the greatest country in the world because of the idea. People always say the American idea. The American idea is that the peasants don't get to be the. The peasants are no longer ruled by an out-of-touch, zero-accountability ruling class. That They rule themselves. And yeah, you're going to have problems with that. Nothing's going to be perfect. Blah, 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 blah. The argument goes on. I'm, uh, I'm just a guy who has a podcast and is talking into a mic in a, form, in a shipping container in Detroit right now. Just a regular guy. So that's... Uh, but th- that's my opinion is America is the greatest country in the world because of that idea that re- which which started everything else. Everything else that has to do with democracy came from that. That was the first time that it had been implemented in this way. And, yeah, you could talk about, yeah, they were all a bunch of relatively wealthy white slave owners that started it. But look at all the progress it's made. It doesn't matter. The basic idea, regular people deserve to live with dignity. If you put your time in and keep your nose clean, you're going to be fine. That's a pretty fucking easy bargain to uphold I think for for a, for a decent civilization um, I don't have all the answers but uh, I can talk into a mic and and, uh, and give my opinion and stutter a lot and, and say uh, and 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 things and hopefully it comes across as somewhat coherent um, so yeah I think uh, I think I'm gonna get the fuck out of here folks it's time to go home and uh, and do my own thing so Everybody have a good night. I'm going to be back on Wednesday. Thanks to Podcast Detroit, as always, for uh, for keeping for maintaining these fabulous locations that allow regular guys like me to come in and record ourselves into a microphone and and uh, give our opinions on things. 
And I will be back on Wednesday, like I mentioned. And that's all I got to say. My name is uh, my name is Alex Bergsly, and this has been American Winer on PodcastDetroit.com. Good night.